The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. It's a joy to have you in the house in the presence of God. Ask your neighbor for me, how was your week? Did you see the goodness of God? Did you enjoy the goodness of God? Did you see his favor and his help? Hallelujah. Glory, glory be to God. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 15. Help me ask your neighbor, are you getting set for supernatural? <laughs> Somebody's life is going to be transformed beyond recognition in Jesus' name. Somebody's story is going to change forever and ever in the name of Jesus. Praise God. We're talking about living in divine favor. Um, we are focusing on favor as we prepare our hearts for supernatural. In the midweek services, we've been talking about the flow of the Spirit. Um, coming to a place where um, the Holy Spirit can really have his way more and more in our lives. And from what we've studied in scriptures, it's, it's a flow. You, you flow with the Spirit. And we've talked about removing the things that can hinder a flow, that can stop a flow. For example, we are talking about rain in this supernatural um, convention. The opposite of rain is a drought. And when there is a drought, there will be no rain. And we studied in scriptures, um, there are things that can cause a drought. There are places in the world today, they've not had rain for one year, two years, three years. And you see that in scripture. There were times where, particularly the, the main text we studied that time was the, the, the story of Elijah. Where because of the sin of the people, they had drawn away from God, backsliding from God, pulled away from God, and because they were in that state, that backsliding state, God told his prophet to proclaim a drought. So just like there can be a drought in the natural and there will be no rain, there can be a drought in the spirit. And you don't want to be there. You want to be in a place where the spirit can rain or flow in your life. So there's a way you live your life, and we've talked about many things. Last Wednesday, we talked about the fact that you need to understand that what God has in mind is that God wants to touch everyone. God wants to impact everyone. Said we, we, we prayed that, that was the last text we prayed here. It shall come to pass that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters, they are prophesied. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. Even your men servants. God went to that extent. And you, you read scriptures like that in context. Those were days where slavery was the norm. What slavery was in those days, maybe we can liken it to what employment, getting a job is today. So there were high people in society that owned other human beings and treated other human beings as slaves. 
And in those days, in the eyes of people, it, it, the life of a slave was worthless. It meant nothing. They could kill, the master can get up one day and say, I want to kill the slave. It meant nothing. He has not broken any law. Of course, things are different in our own days. And even if anybody is doing slavery these days, they are doing it illegally or behind. But God was making a point that even people, please watch this carefully because this is how it relates to you today. Even human beings, men servants, maid servants, that other people may consider worthless, useless, nothing can come out of your life, you are good for nothing. I will pour out my spirit upon you. I will cause my rain to come upon you because I want to pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And if you are going to flow with the spirit, you need to bring your mind, renew your mind to that frequency for your own personal life that God wants to pour out his spirit upon you so that the flow can come towards you. You can't go out and be living your life, hey, because of what I'm going through, God has abandoned me. Or look at what I've been experiencing the last five years. Ah, my life is useless, my life is nothing. And you are not expecting God to release his anointing in your direction. That's a mindset that will block the flow of what God wants to do towards you. So it's important for you to be able to receive the rain that no matter who you are, no matter your status in life, no matter what you have gone through, God wants to anoint you. Can I hear a loud amen, somebody? God wants to touch you. You may be going through your darkest season right now. Your worst experience, even in that difficult time, God is still saying, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Even men servants and maid servants. And on another level, everyone that will flow with the spirit, because really what God wants to do, and we connected this in scriptures, I'm just giving a, a brief overflow because it's going to lead into where we are going to this morning, talking about favor. What God wants to do is for each one of us, let me look at your neighbor and say that includes you. Turn to your other neighbor, he's saying God is talking to you right now. Not only, please watch this, this is very important, if you are going to flow with the Spirit. Because you need to flow with the Spirit. We are in the dispensation of the Holy Ghost. If the Holy Spirit cannot anoint us and speak to us, and flow through us and have his way in our lives, individually and collectively, what God wants to do in our lives and in our generation will be in that. There's no other way God is going to do it except but by his spirit. I hope you caught my double emphasis there. So vital. Every believer must do what it takes on a personal level to flow with the spirit and to flow in the spirit. So not only must you be a recipient of what the spirit is bringing your way, you must understand this concept that God wants to anoint all flesh. God wants to release rain upon every one grass in the field. God is not satisfied with just one, two or three people receiving the rain. And if you don't have that kind of understanding and that kind of mindset, it can hinder the flow in your life. So not only must you be a recipient of what God is offering, you must understand that the agenda of heaven is that through you, 
I will bless all the families of the earth. That was what God told Abraham in Genesis chapter 12. When God called him, I will make of you a great nation. I will make you great. I will bless you. I will cause those that curse you. I will bless those that bless you. And through you, somebody say through me. All the families of the earth. I can't hear you. All the families of the earth shall be blessed. That's the same thing I'm saying. I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And Peter talked about that. When the rain came in Acts chapter 2, when the heavens opened and the Holy Ghost came upon them in the upper room, Peter told them. In fact, he quoted that Genesis chapter 12 scripture to them. That he first told them, this is what is happening. They were saying these people are drunk. It's only 9 o'clock in the morning, but they are drunk with new wine. He said, no, we are not drunk with new wine. This is the prophecy of Joel. That God said, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Hallelujah. And he said God did this so that number one, times of refreshing will come. I prophesy over your life. You will experience times of refreshing in this outpouring in the name of Jesus. And he said times of restoration will come from the presence of God as well. I decree in this reign you will experience restoration in the name of Jesus. And then he told them that this is so, so that what God told Abraham, it's also a fulfillment of what God told Abraham. If you read Acts chapter 3, we studied that last Wednesday. Now, I, I said all that to say this. So, this mindset of peace so important. God wants to reach everyone. God wants to touch everyone. There is no worthless life before God. There is no worthless person before God. Hallelujah. So I said you should turn to where Proverbs 18. Oh, sorry. Proverbs, what did I say? 16. And I said all that to say this. This is so important. Because it's so vital that we are living in the favor of God for the moment we are in. Every one of us. And a life without God's favor, let me start with a harsh statement and I will bring it to something more subtle so that we can really flow. Okay, I will say it this way just for balance sake. A life that is not living in favor is not an optimized or a maximized life for a Christian. You are not living the way God wants you to live. Proverbs 16, verse 15. I want to just show you two or three scriptures here, and then we'll build from there and narrow down on what I want to focus on this morning. In the light of the king's countenance, and when we are talking about kings, the kings that matters the most is the king of kings. In the light of the king's favor or countenance is life. And his favor. Remember, God wants to pour out his spirit upon all flesh. God wants to rain on every grass in the field. I will pour out my spirit upon my face. Through you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. In his favor, it's as a cloud. His favor is as a cloud of the latter rain. Favor itself, it's an expression of the outpouring of God. Favor itself, 
is God releasing rain upon your life. And the rain is for everyone. It's supposed to touch every family on the earth, which means every individual on the earth. Your status currently or what you are going through is irrelevant. Somebody shout a loud amen to that. His favor. Hallelujah. There's another scripture that talks about favor like a weapon of warfare. Um, Reverend Abugan was talking to us about when you're talking about living in favor. It's important that you understand that life is a warfare and you must win the battles of life. You are living in dark days. There's wickedness all around you. So the Bible talks, in, I believe it's in Proverbs 5, it said that God will surround you with favor as a shield. Favor is a tool for your winning battles of life. And it went in that direction pretty much last week. You will not be able to win the battles of life if you are not living in favor. You are not, if you are not consciously walking in favor, you are missing out on the rain that God is releasing upon you. In the light of his countenance is life. Life without countenance or favor is really not life. And that will not be your life in Jesus' name. You will live a favored life. In your business, you will see the favor of God. In your marriage, you will see the favor of God. Hallelujah. Favor. Praise God. Psalm 30 verse 5, another text. I want to just share three main scriptures with us. Psalm 30 and verse 5 along this. For his anger endures but for a moment. Now, when we read scriptures like this, we need to remember that we are now New Testament believers and we should interpret this in the light of the New Testament. Under the Old Testament, Jesus had not died for humanity on the cross. And the Bible teaches us that when he died for humanity on the cross, God placed his anger upon him. So, for a believer, there is nothing like God is angry with you. Now, in this case, there were, it was even in other times, I think that God can be angry with you. Like this, what I said about rain, when, when they were backsliding, God now told his prophet, prophesy, no, no rain for three years. Because God was angry with them. But the wrath of God, the anger of God, has now been satisfied and pacified on the cross of Jesus. Can I hear a loud amen? amen. Hallelujah. So you don't read a text like that. I think, ah, maybe because of what I did, God is angry with me. No. Even though you are reading it from Bible. Praise God. Your own interpretation is that whatever could have happened, whether I did it or I didn't do it, that may have caused God to be angry with me, Jesus has paid the price for it. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? And you walk in the reality of that provision. That should help you appreciate Jesus more, praise Jesus more, and walk in the light of his favor more. Glory be to God. But, but look at the text. Very, very interesting. His anger is but for a moment in his favor is life. Please, this is what I want to emphasize with this. Life without favor is empty. It's not complete. 
God did not design us to live, particularly those of us in the New Testament, without his favor. Again, what is his favor? I'll come to that later on. That, that's, I'll come to that part later on. In his favor is life. Hallelujah. Weeping may endure for a night. Glory be to God. But this is good news for somebody this morning. Joy comes in the morning. Joy comes in the morning. For that person that is going through a sorrowful ordeal, a difficult ordeal, hear the word of the Lord. Joy, joy comes in the morning. Joy comes in the morning. Your night will soon be turned to day. Your sorrow will soon be turned to joy. Hallelujah. Your ashes will soon be turned to beauty. Glory be to God. All because of God's favor at work in your life. Hallelujah. One more scripture, and I love the way Job said it here. Very, very powerful. Job 10 verse 12. We could go through so many scriptures. There's one I have here. I will just talk about it. When, when Esther came before King Haaseros, and she told him that if, if I have found grace and if I have found favor in your sight, Glory be to God. Let the king spare my life. I'm sure you are familiar with that story. In those days, you don't come before the king except the king asks for you. And if you go before the king uninvited, they can kill you. But she understood this concept about living a life that is filled with favor. And she knew she had favor before the king. So she leveraged that favor. That even though I'm doing something that should take my life, because I have favor. Somebody shout, I have favor with God. I'm not going to lose my life. And of course, there was a problem. A decree was about to go for that we killed the Jews. And she risked her life because of favor. Job 10, let me quickly go on, verse 12. Thou hast granted me life and favor. Hallelujah. Somebody declare like Job, God has granted me life and favor. They go hand in hand. Say it, God has granted me life and favor. I live a life of favor. I live in favor. I walk in favor. I eat favor. I drink favor. I sleep in favor. I wake up in favor. When I go out, I go out with favor. When I come in, I come in with favor. You have granted me life and favor. And thy visitation has preserved my spirit. Hallelujah. We are trusting God for a massive visitation during supernatural from June 1st to June 4th. Glory be to God. Again, when we use words like visitation, we should interpret it in the light of the New Testament. We are not saying that God does not abide with us. In the Old Testament, they will use this phrase, visitation, because God wasn't permanently present with them. But does that mean that now that God is permanently present with us, we can't experience visitation? We can. So he's talking about God showing up, manifesting on a higher level in our lives. Glory be to God. And it's a provision that comes with his favor. There are days in your life, there are seasons in your life, there are times in your life God will do the unusual. Something he did not do yesterday. 
something you've never experienced in the last two, three months, or perhaps the last two years, but then God will deliver it into your laps. That's what we mean by visitation in this New Testament. And I pray for somebody this morning. That will be your testimony this season in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So it's supposed to be life and favor. The way a believer thinks, the way a believer goes about his day-to-day -day activities is, I live in favor. I walk in favor. I have favor with God through the finished work of Christ. Because of the finished work of Christ. Again, favor is not something we earn. It's not something we qualify for. It's not something we pay for. It's not something we deserve. It is what comes to us from God because of the largesse of his heart towards us. And through the sacrifice that Jesus made on our behalf on the cross. And we need to put our faith and our confidence in that. Hallelujah. You need to trust in that. That today God will show you favor. In your darkest hour, God will show you favor. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. Will somebody lift their hands this morning and by faith receive favor from on high again this morning? Say, Father, I thank you for favor coming to me right now, right now. I receive favor. Favor in my business, favor for my finances, favor in my family, favor in my home. I receive, I receive. Receive it by faith, life and favor. Now I understand I'm not supposed to live a minute without your favor. I'm not supposed to go about without a consciousness of your favor. I receive that favor. Praise God forevermore. Remember Romans 4, 16. This is a text we've taught a lot in church. All these things that God gives us freely by his grace and by his favor, they are supposed to be received by faith. Therefore, it is of faith so that it might be by grace, it might be by favor. Again, it says there to the end that the promise might be sure to all the seed, all the families of the earth, all flesh, that's what God wants, everyone. But it takes somebody, and that's why we teach this and we proclaim this over and over again to enlighten the eyes of understanding of those that don't know already, to remind those that may know are forgotten. You receive it by faith. You have to believe it. <laughs> Praise God. It's not about how you feel. Am I talking to somebody this morning? It's not about what you have experienced or what you're experiencing. It's about what God has said. That you believe in your heart. And that you understand by the revelation of the Spirit. And I want to drill down, down on that this morning. Because listen to me very carefully. One of the most significant areas where favor is supposed to find expression in your life. And the very reason why God is sending favor your way 
Please hear me and hear me very well. It is for those areas of your life where you are weak. Where it appears that you are failing. Where you seem to be lagging behind. Where it seems like you are confused. Where you don't even know the next step to take. That is where God is supposed to shine favor on your life. That's, that's what favor comes to do in your life. Favor doesn't come to help you where you are strong. No, not necessarily. It's to help in the areas where you are weak. It's for your weaknesses. For your failures. For your shortcomings. That's where you need to stand. In the midst of that failure, in the midst of that disappointment, in the midst of that difficulty, and by faith declare, I have favor with God in this area. And you take it by faith. We ran through this scripture as we closed on Wednesday. It bears touching on again. First Corinthians chapter 1. Hallelujah. Somebody shout, Father, I thank you for your favor. Where do you need favor? Where you are weak. Where you are challenged. 1 Corinthians 1.26 For you see your calling, brethren. And calling here, let's bring it in the context of what we are teaching this morning. We are not talking about God calling you to be a pastor, God calling you to be a prophet. No, it's God calling you to live a life of favor. It's God saying, Barry, come. Live a life of favor. Come into the provision that I have for you. And you respond to the call by faith. The same way a prophet or a pastor would respond to the call upon his life by faith to receive the ministry. The believer is supposed to respond by faith to come into the favor that God has provided for him or her in your weaknesses. Not many are wise according to the flesh. God is calling you into favor in that aspect of your life where you don't seem to be displaying wisdom. Hmm. Glory, glory be to God. You've tried and tried, and you seem to be falling short and failing. In fact, you seem to be making things worse with the plans you are, you, are, you are putting into place because you lack wisdom. You should understand that, come on, wait a minute, I have favor with God. And by that favor, I can ask God for the wisdom to navigate this area of my life. God has called me into that. God has made a provision for me in that area. And like the book of James says, ask God for wisdom. Praise God. God has chosen the weak things of this world to put to shame the things that are mighty. So God has called people that are weak in certain areas of their lives, come into favor. Come into my favor. 
I know you are weak in this area. I know you are lacking behind in this area. I know you have a problem in this area, naturally speaking. But that is not the end of the story. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Verse 28. He has called the base things of this world. The men servants, the maid servants that everybody is looking down on. God has called them that are despised. God has chosen the things that are not to bring to nothing the things that are. Hallelujah. So in those areas where you seem to be behind. Sometimes when I watch um, global trends, <laughs> praise God. I read something in the news that some nations now want to give Ukraine F-16 fighter jets. And I just asked myself, when will Nigeria start building <laughs> F-16 fighter jets that we can give. You know, it's on two levels. They are gracious enough in the time of their need to give them fighter jets. And fighter jets don't fly themselves. You have to train the pilots. You have to have the engineers. You have to have the equipment. You have to have the schools that train the engineers. All these things cost money and funding. That's why even Ukraine doesn't have in the first place. It's in areas like that as a nation that we should call out to God for favor. Because we are far behind. We are base compared to... But it's not the end for us. Glory be to God. I love what one man of God said. He said if you take church away from Nigeria, Nigeria is finished. Thank God we have promises of God like and you, you can bring that into your life. Look, in, in, this, in, in your walk in life, you are going to meet people. When you read their stories, you read their accomplishments, you will be intimidated. I, have someone been there before? Am I talking to myself this morning? Naturally speaking. But that's what God favors you for. Oh, hallelujah. That's what the favor of God is for. The best things in this world and the things that are nothing, God has chosen to release his favor upon them. And this is the reason that no flesh should glory in God's presence. So even people that have things going for them naturally, nations that have things going for them naturally, and fail to give God the glory for what is happening for them, that is not, God doesn't want that. So God uses his favor like a great equalizer. Glory be to God. To help the weak. To help the base. To help the people that lack wisdom. To help the people that need help in one area or another in their lives. And that should give everybody hope. Can I hear a loud amen? amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let me begin to close this morning. Can somebody lift their hands and just thank God for his favor one more time? Thank you for your favor. Thank you for your favor. I'm walking in favor. I'm walking in favor. I'm walking. This Kayala bro satayala breaking do sata. I'm walking in favor.
2 Corinthians 12, we close with Apostle Paul again this evening. This is what Paul came to understand. And I want to announce to somebody that there's an area of weakness in your life. There's an area of shortcoming. There's an area where you seem to be failing over and over again. You have experienced loss. You lack confidence. Things don't seem to be going your way. Hear what God is telling you this morning. Walk in divine favor in that area of your life. Choose favor in that area of your life. Are you struggling in one aspect of your life? Choose favor. Get up every morning. You, that, that, this is what Paul taught us here. I'm going to walk you through it again. Get up every morning and claim the favor of God by faith. And begin to glory in the favor that God has provided you in that area of weakness. Praise God. Verse 7 of 2 Corinthians 12. Apostle Paul said, Lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of revelations. So watch what Paul described to us here. He had a lot of revelation. They, they were, of course, that was also by the grace of God and the favor of God. All these epistles. Please watch when I, when I mean there's an area of your life where you are struggling or where you are weak. It doesn't mean you are not strong in other areas. Can somebody say a loud amen to that? So this was a man loaded with revelation, plenty of revelation. And because of that, like the Bible says, the enemy came for the world's sake. Satan now attacked them. A thorn in the flesh was given to him, the messenger of Satan, he said. And he kept having all manner of challenges and embarrassments in life, in ministry particularly. Imprisoned. Man of God that is imprisoned. Shipwrecked. Man of God that is shipwrecked. Beaten, flogged, all those embarrassing things that were happening to him. He was weak in that aspect. Strong in revelation. In fact, he came to a point, I think it was even these Corinthians. They were saying of Paul, ah, his letters are weighty and heavy, but his bodily presence is weak. I want his bodily presence to be weak. When he was coming, he had a shipwreck. And they flogged him. <laughs> so everybody knew this contradiction in Apostle Paul's life and ministry. Oh, we can't deny the revelation God has given him. But we can see this aspect of his life. Like I almost seriously, how many people will go to a pastor? Will go to a pastor's church that he, the EFCC caught him. <laughs> and they imprisoned him. <laughs> Who will go to his church? So, of course, Apostle Paul said concerning these things, like every other person, he prayed. Verse 8, Lord, let these things depart from me. Perhaps that's the prayer you have been praying. In that aspect where there has been weakness. But God told him, my favor. Look how God helped him to overcome. God is going to help you to overcome. God is going to help you to walk in victory. God will help you to find solutions. God will help you to come out on top. God will give you a massive testimony that we'll be talking about for generations to come. But understand, my brother, my sister, is going to come by his favor. God said, I will give you favor. I will not take the challenge that I'm going to give you favor. My grace, grace is a synonym of favor. Sufficient. Paul, 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 Paul. 
Tap your neighbor and call him or her, Paul, this morning. Or Pauline, if it's a lady. Paulina or Pauline. God's grace is sufficient. God's favor is sufficient. Learn to live in divine favor. Walk in divine favor. God's grace is sufficient. Hallelujah. And this is the point we are making this morning. My strength is made perfect in weaknesses. I love the fact that God defined favor as strength here. The Bible is the best interpreter of the Bible. When you walk in favor, you are strong. Hallelujah. My strength, it's for your weaknesses, sir. Ah, pastor, we are having financial bottles. Do you know you have favor in your finances? Do you know if you will walk in God's favor concerning that financial situation, you will become strong financially? Am I talking to somebody this morning? Ah, Pastor, I have health challenges. I've been battling them. Do you know you have favor where your health is concerned? With God. And when you begin to walk in the consciousness of that favor, you will read again what Paul did here. You will be strong where your health is concerned. My strength is perfected. It is designed for your weakness. Designed for your failures. And this is the mind switch we all need to make. I'm saying it again to everyone. Therefore, most gladly, I will boast in my infirmities. I will not be ashamed because of my infirmities, which is the natural response we all have. I will rather, and this is what is seen, you will see it in a few sentences, I will be boasting in the favor that I have where those infirmities are concerned. I will boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Somebody shout hallelujah. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches. This is what favor is for. Infirmities, reproaches, needs. I, I, I love it that Paul went beyond what was, he, he understood the message. You see, what Paul was really dealing with were prosecutions. But he understood what God was teaching him. It goes beyond persecution. It's a negative He's teaching all of us that where there are negatives in our lives, we should walk with a consciousness that God has provided favor for us in that area. And we are to live and walk in that favor, primarily. A need, a distress, a reproach. I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses. For Christ's sake. Please let me connect this to where we are going for this season. Christ is not Jesus' last name. Tap your neighbor and say, do you know that? Do you know that? Because some people know Jesus Christ is Tundia King. Christ is the rain. Christ is the outpouring. It means the anointed and 
his anointing. He's referring to the anointing, the rain. In other words, Paul is saying, I'm not denying my weakness. I'm not denying the imprisonment and the shame and the reproach. But I am more conscious that rain is coming my way. There's an outpouring of God's spirit that is coming my way. It's available unto me. I'm, I'm conscious of it. And rather than allowing myself to live in this failure of imprisonment, EFCC has arrested me, I'm imprisoned, I'm not coming out, and instead of allowing that to define my ministry, I will not allow my weakness to define my life. I will focus on the favor that I have with God because Christ, hallelujah, the anointing and the rain is going to come for me. Praise God. Am I making sense to somebody this morning? I always like this. This is really my best part of Apostle Paul's story. He never came out of those prisons, but he kept writing and kept writing and kept writing. And he overcame, praise God, his weaknesses because he understood the grace or the favor of God that was available to him that brought the anointing of God upon his life. Praise God. So I take pleasure in all these infirmities for or because of the anointing. And again, this is the summary of the message for everybody this morning. For where I'm weak. When I am weak. I want you to do something before we begin to pray this morning. Identify the areas of your life where you know you are weak right now. Where I'm weak. Is it your health? Is it your finances? Stop being ashamed of it. Many times it's not even the thing you are dealing with that kills people is the shame that kills people. The story of the believer, listen, some Christians are still sitting in prison today, not because the prison door is chained or locked. Jesus has broken the chain and he has opened the prison door. But somebody is not conscious of what Jesus has done. So instead of getting up and walking out of the prison, he's still sitting in prison. Sir, they have killed the prisoners that have been holding you down. And they have broken the chain. And they have been announcing on the megaphone, come out, come out, come out, come out. But somebody is still sitting in prison. And it's not that the power, that, that weakness has any power over you. It's just because of the shame. And that's what God taught him here. Don't focus on your weakness. Can you tap two, three people around you? Don't focus on your weakness. Don't focus on your weakness. Focus on favor. And favor will bring the rain. Hallelujah. Favor will bring Christ afresh upon your life. Favor will bring the rain. That's what Solomon said. That first text we read. Look at it one more time as we close this morning. Glory be to God. Proverbs 16 verse 15. And this one scripture you should stand on as you get ready for supernatural. In the light of the king's countenance is life. 
His favor. His favor is as a cloud. It's as a cloud of rain. Can you rise up on your feet this morning? And if you can, begin to thank God for his favor again. Thank God. Lord, I have favor with you. I have favor with you. Thank him, thank him, thank him, thank him, thank him, thank him. Yeah, just play something soft on that keyboard for us. Thank God for his favor. No one is going to do this for you. No one is going to do this for you. I want you to engage with God. Because maybe you've not noticed yet, the rain has started falling already. The rain has started falling already. Christ with you in use the hope of glory the anointing is already upon your life it's available for you begin to appreciate god's favor this morning that favor is going to guide you into the latter rain paul said i do not i'm not ashamed about my infirmities i boast in them rather i boast and what it means by that is i thank god let me help somebody with this, please. What does it mean when he says, I boast in my infirmities? This is what he's saying. Okay, I, I'm having a financial challenge. I don't have all the funds I need, but I get up every morning and I say, Father, I thank you for the provision that you have made available for me where my finances are concerned. Boasting in your infirmities. It's not saying that, Father, I'm thanking you, I'm poor. Father, no, that's not what it means. He's saying, I'm thanking God for the favor that he has released upon my life to deal with my weaknesses today. Hallelujah. Can you begin to do that, somebody, this morning? Thank God for the favor he has given you in the area of your weaknesses. That's why I want you to identify two or three weaknesses and begin to boast in your infirmities this morning. Thank God for his favor in that area of weakness in your life. Thank God for his favor. Thank God for his favor. Thank God for his favor. Ah, his financial favors over your life. His marital favors over your life. Do you know you have favor where your marriage is concerned? Oh, okay, maybe you're having some challenges with your spouse right now. Can you boast in your infirmities and just begin to thank God and celebrate God for the favor he gives you in that marriage? Is it on your job? Is it about your career? Is it about your household, your children? Is it about your health? Can you begin to boast in the favor that you have with God in that area of your weakness? Don't let that weakness dominate your life. Don't sit in the prison that Christ has already set you free from. He that the Son sets free is free indeed. You can get up and walk out of that prison cell and begin to thank God by faith for the favor you have in that area of your weakness because the truth is this where you are weak or when you are weak by favor you are actually strong will you thank God and celebrate his grace over your life over your business over your career over your children. Hey, 
Yakatasa. Don't let shame rob you of what God has delivered you from. In his favor is life. Weeping may endure for a night. And I came to announce over somebody this morning, your night season has ended. Your night season has ended. Your night season has ended. Joy comes in the morning. Begin to thank God and rejoice. You have favor. You have favor. And that favor equals strength. My favor is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in your weakness. That favor in that area of weakness that God is sending your way, it equals strength. Oh, come on, boast in your infirmities, celebrate God's favor. Celebrate, don't let somebody celebrate it for you. You celebrate God for his favor concerning your health. Don't worry about what the doctors have said. Worry or focus on what God has said. God has said, I will heal you. I have healed you. By my stripes you are healed. I will show you favor concerning your health. Boast in that area of your life. Now begin to thank him for the anointing that he release upon your life as you celebrate his favor in the area of weakness. He said, I boast in my infirmities for Christ's sake, for the sake of the anointing, so that the anointing can come upon me, so that the rain can touch my life, so that the rain can birth a miracle in my life. For Christ's sake, for Christ's sake, for the anointing's sake, because of the rain, because of the outpouring, I boast in my infirmities. I celebrate the favor of God so that rain can come upon me. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234 810 00640.